and I don't even know this nigga's name. You know, I usually start this off by saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening. But this time, I think I just want to say hello to all my listeners. How are you doing? I know you can't answer right now on the episode, but when you hear this, I want you to comment how you're doing. And if I like your comment, I'm going to have you come on the show. But we'll talk about that another time. This is everyone's favorite host. Everyone's favorite host. If you don't even know me, I'm still your favorite host, pretty much. I am the highest rated podcast guest star of history. When I feature on your podcast, your rating skyrocket. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is Nathan Lugin. That is my actual name. Uh, I go by. I don't. I don't know if that was necessary. I go by other names. You got a uh, nasty um, Nate. You know for sure. Uh, Nato Suave and my. I don't even know this nigga. And my favorite. And my favorite, whenever I'm gambling, oh, is shit. peas and cream corn. Peas and cream corn? Jesus Christ. That's what they call me. Damn. And I'm here today, of course, with my co-host. <sighs> he got to breathe, y'all. He has to breathe. When you got this type of energy in the background, this type of environment going, you, got, you just got to breathe. A lot of times when I'm breathing, I be at the back room. Of your auntie's house, feed up, meat out, nothing on, but the radio. And you know what I'm doing? I'm breathing. Cause for the simple fact of you already know how I'm rocking. How you rocking? I'm up to no good in your hood, slinging big wood. You would if you could. I do cause you don't. I will cause you won't. And you never will. And you never motherfucking will. It's your boy, Uncle Boss, aka the number one. I see Smasher. I'm talking about. I'm smashing her like this. Let me tell y'all. That's what it sounds like in your auntie room. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Let me talk to my listeners real quick. Let me let y'all know something, right? So if you haven't guessed, Uncle Boss is the one you know doing the production. He does all the sound effects, um, all the equipment, everything that you hear, and everything that goes on. He has his hands on. And did y'all hear and the sound? Did y'all hear the sound he gave me when I said my name versus the gunshots and stuff he had on his? Damn, that, that's what that, happens. That's what happens when you actually own the own the keyboard. Now the last fucking time, oh, I ain't getting no applause. I give you punk ass and applause this time. Nah, you, you gave me, like, oh, you gave you. me the little love sound. I gave you a harp, nigga. It was angel. Nah. Like nigga, I'm smashing aunties. How that shit spoke? Nah, that, I need to if hear I'm a smashing, harp. If I'm smashing an auntie. That shit ain't supposed to sound like that, nigga. It sound just like that. No, nigga, butt cheeks do not sound like that when you clapping them, nigga. Butt cheeks they sound, sound like, this. like harps. Butt cheeks sound like this. If you really in the back of that thing, it's definitely gonna sound like this. That's butt cheeks that got uh, diseases. Wow. That's butt cheeks that's on fire. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, let's get started with the show, man. <laughs> I'm excited for y'all. Uh, and I'm excited myself for this show because this one in particular is a very special one because. I have two uh, very special guests who both share uh, the same passion I do in artistry, which 
I respect more than a lot of other things, and we'll tackle tackle that today on this podcast. But I would like for them to introduce themselves. So, if you would like, whoever wants to go first. Oh yeah, I got it. Hey, uh, this your boy Drew. I'm from uh, Jersey, thirty two. Talk about it, man. Yeah. No man, don't don't be shouting. I mean, like, no, I ain't shouting. You cussing and shit. <laughs> nah. shirt off, standing I'm just, on my I'm chilling. So like, <laughs> man, I'm on a whole different wave. Like when it comes to this this music, uh-huh. I'm finally I'm kind of a little late to the game. Okay, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm trying to do something, bro. I'm trying to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. What's know? this? What's this song playing in the background? Oh, that one's Love Again. Love Again. Let's yeah. Put some air on it. Let me tell y'all something. This song is fire. Put some air on it for a minute. So much pain on this path for sin. We like a nice blue pearl in a deep blue sea, but you the only one that can see within. I'm trying to change my ways. What you want me to say? It's so hard to wake up and only live for the day. I'm barely praying. I'm still trying to understand what you're saying. Temptation at an all time high. I ain't even going to lie. Sometimes I go weeks without even talking to God. I'm a flower in this jungle. Nobody ever want to see me crumble. Sometimes I want to drown. Throw back a few shots and do a full circle around town. I'm from that city where they barely make it. All right, and my next guest, bitches Lux, Lux. Oh, West Coast Shorty in the two six. West Coast Shorty in the two six. This is Lux, y'all. Lux, Lux, one of my favorite, favorite artists here in Fayetteville. She is very hungry, and I've heard a lot of her music. She does a lot of shows. I'm very excited about doing this episode again with her because she was on one of my episodes before if you haven't heard it go check it out that was personal this one we tackling we tackling the full aspect of being an artist so i just want to start it off a question for both of you what got you into being an artist what made you decide to be an artist well for me it's therapy okay it's always been therapy like we don't need to take a whole sidebar to have this whole conversation, but I grew up in foster care. Mm-hmm. I aged out of the system, was never adopted. I went to eight high schools. I did not have consistency in my life. So mm-hmm. talking to people, getting real comfortable, getting like, it felt pointless because I'm like everything so temporary. But the one thing that was consistent was my journal. Wherever mm-hmm. I was writing, I was able to put my thoughts in and go back and reflect. Like music made me feel comfortable. It made okay. me feel understood. So, mm-hmm. All right. Well, like, with me, I ain't even, I never really planned on being an artist, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I already had my mindset with everything I was going to do, and then just out of nowhere, like, God told me, like, hey, this your calling. This is what That's you got to do. This, this, I need you to go reach these millions of people. I feel it. You bro. know, this, this is how you're going to do it. And um, I've been through so much in life. Like, I've been through a lot in yeah. life. So, the way I, I can vent and get it out is through music. Okay. You know, All I right. Used to, I used to just write everything down, you know, and... Mm. Eventually, it just started overwhelming me, and I was like, all right, you know, all right, let me put this put this on the track. So I y'all would both say life experiences, yeah. experiences that drove y'all to express yourself in a form that's relatable to people. Facts. So and I, I feel like that's what makes a true artist. I think life experiences plays a huge role if you are an actual artist. So what's, uh, what's, your, what's your drive? What's your, I was what's a, your angle on that? I was a second born, mm. and... Man, it was out of, really a throwaway pistol. Out of all of my siblings, I really felt like I was the one who got the least amount of attention. I, I wasn't um, given many chances, you know, because nothing I did was special because I had one before me doing it already. And then the two after me were, were girls, and they had this special thing going. 
And so I was just there. And, you know, for a big, a big portion of my life, I felt as though I was ignored. Like, and so I fell in love with the idea of being able to express yourself and grabbing an audience's attention. That's so I, I thought it was shit. dope seeing uh, rappers, um, painters, and everybody who could do something, and there's an audience that would listen. Because I'm like, you know what? I just want people to listen. You know, I feel like I have so much to offer the world, but nobody would listen. And so I, I kind of fell in love with that idea. Like, okay, maybe if I could rap like this or flip words like that, maybe people will listen. And it started to work. And the next thing you know, I this was it. It grew into a passion. It for was you. it. I ha- I loved it. I loved it. Like you're gonna hear me. <laughs> yeah, like this is like this is yeah. it. Like, and so I, when I hear people rap, when I hear people sing, when I see people uh, cook or dance, I have to. When I see it, I have to see you in it. It has to be you in it. It can't be somebody else's work that you're just doing because I don't consider you an artist. Then, like, I really feel like a. a Art is like an expression of, of, of one's like inner creation. Like whatever whatever is in you is what you express. So I look for that now. So it has it has to be. So uh, anybody that I meet that does any type of art, I always like get very interested or invested in it. Like I have to know more of what's going on. So that's definitely a big part of. Because essentially, that's what it is. You're getting completely naked. You're offering up a piece of right. your soul. Like, mm-hmm. here you go. <laughs> you're, letting, you're letting the world have it. Like, okay, here's me. Here's the parts that other people don't get out. This is, I'm going to let y'all have it right here. Take it, you know. And it's a scary thing because you don't know how they're going to take it. You know, you never know what can happen. That I remember the first time I got a, a heckler or somebody online saying bad things about what I did you know what I'm saying like because yeah. at first when I was doing it I was like well I don't care I, I wouldn't care if somebody didn't like it but the first time I got one of those <laughs> ooh I, didn't, I was like ooh this I, I, I wasn't ready to take that, that I, that's a whole other experience and they go to hell with yeah. it yeah like <laughs> and, so yeah, yeah art, art is definitely that's something that's very important which is why I respect the two of you coming out here to do the show with me because I know how much in the little time that I've, I've known you guys I know how much work you guys put into your art which is um, something I had to learn to do because once I got to a point where I was good at it I felt that was good enough just to be good at it which it ain't like you gotta do more to just be good at it you have to really dedicate yourself to you know your craft or you know your plans with it otherwise you might as well not even have the talent Yeah, in my opinion so I appreciate you guys coming out here on the show. Um, before we really get into any like topics or anything, I want to know: Do you guys have any type of projects or anything coming up that you would like to share, or are we keeping that a secret for now? I mean, I got a, um, I got my album coming out Father's Day this year. Father's oh, that's Day, dope. yeah, that's so a great day. Uh, name of it is Visions of My Past, Volume One. Mm. Um, okay. I'm not gonna go too far in depth. For- okay. I got a, I got a uh, couple collabs, mm-hmm. couple features on there, um, but between now and then, I'm probably be releasing probably about one or two singles. Okay. So I just got my YouTube channel. Yeah. Got that up. Got my Instagram page so, up. So even with that, like where, so once you're doing this and stuff, the people that like have this forward knowledge, where they gonna find you? Where they go? They can find me on YouTube. They can find me on YouTube, Instagram. Facebook. We'll get we'll, yeah. we'll let y'all we'll, um, we'll let, yeah. let y'all get um, get that off at the end of the episode. Um, I do have a question now. Um, so, why did you choose Father's Day? 
Father's Day, uh, I don't even know to be honest. Like, I say speak on them well, fathers, like, man. I didn't even. A lot of it had to do with my father mm-hmm. at the time that I decided to actually go forth with doing music. You know, and the, the day I decided to do that, I actually like had my father on my mind. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Like, this is something he don't know that I do. Okay. You know, like, yeah, I'm in the military, you know, so he just sees that. He doesn't see this oh, other wow. side. So, um. like, I have two sides, you know. Like, my father, he's from uh, he's from the islands. Yeah. So, like, I live life completely different around him. And then finally, it's just like, you know what? I'm tired of doing this. I just want to be me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, I, man, I, was living, a- I was living for my father, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, I just want to be me, you know. Yeah. And then finally, you know, I had the courage to send him the music. And I was like, look, hey, this is what I do. Yeah, you know, other than the military, and he actually liked it, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna actually release the album on Father's Day. That's dope. Yeah, that's, that's dope. dope. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I like that drive behind. Yeah. I like that whole concept because I thought yeah. it was about something about being a father yourself. Well, like I mean, he's fathering like a little himself. bit. Is mm-hmm. he's yeah. fathering himself, man? He's fathering his path. Man. So how is that actually being? And I, and I want to ask both of y'all that because it's different for me. So I know how it is with me being an artist. Um. I am. I have no wife, and I have no children, so like, I have a lot more freedom to dedicate all of my time or, or any time that I want to my craft. How is it balancing being an artist and a parent? Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard. Like for me, um, I have a six-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old, so my mm-hmm. hands are full. Mm-hmm. Um, full-time job. I mean, mm-hmm. I. Started a company last year. I have side hustles, my two mm-hmm. gyms. I got but, you. You know, so like trying to sit down and get a minute. Yeah. In general, is hard. I can just imagine, man, because I have plenty of nieces and nephews. I love them all to death, and they are. You're right. A full time job. So it's like, where do you find the time to be able to? Because I'm not. I've never been an artist where I could just sit down and in 10, 20 minutes have a full rap written. That doesn't work for me. I need time. I think I think that developed for me because uh-huh. I knew all right, I got thirty minutes they uh, got to take a like, Got you. Uh, but at this point now they're kind of understanding my six year old, she sings. She understands how to write a song. She uh-huh. so I'm helping her build oh, wow. up so we'll do that really? together. Oh yeah. that's dope. I got, that's dope she has stuff recorded too. So like Dang. Yeah, I'm trying I'm like if it's not me, I'm gonna definitely go hard for them. But uh-huh. it's like now they understand, like, mm-hmm. okay, mom's her door shit. Like, she, they, she's doing music. But you'll definitely, like, on rap chat and stuff, my older stuff, yeah. you'll hear the kids in the background. That's, like, that's like, wrong. You that's that's how you know it's wrong when you first start. You can hear the kids in the background. I'm like, pausing it. Shh, if you ain't a lady and I call you and your kids ain't it, sit your motherfucking ass. So what you doing, boo? I don't fucking trust you. I don't trust you. Do you guys have, like, music and stuff that you would not want your children to hear or that you want them to hear? Is there any, like, times where you feel like you have to draw the line or separate it? Or, you know, is it all in or, or, or none in? Like, you know, how does it go? I mean, they're going to hear shit anyway. Uh-huh. But as far as in the house, like, some new stuff I'm working on, it's more... You know they don't need to, they don't need to listen to I that. Gotcha, like, I gotcha. They don't need to be in the car seeing. <laughs> I mean, they go, Mommy, oh. you busted it open. Like <laughs> I look at it like, Yo. I mean, you, we can we can try and 
stop them from listening to whatever music. But yeah. no matter what, you know, you got so much technology out it's there gonna now. Reach so them. It's gonna reach them, you know. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they're gonna get older. You know, choice. You're gonna have to make a choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna uh-huh. make a choice to listen to it. They choose not to. You know, uh, only thing I could do is just tell them like, hey, you know, it's not good. Yeah, I like that. You uh-huh. know, you gotta um, explain it to kids, man. Yeah. You really have to yeah. break it down to them. I mean. You got to understand, too, you your kid's hero. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's dirty work that you got to do to provide for them. Or, or like, you got to understand, too, like, you are a father, mother, whatever else. Mm-hmm. But you got dreams to chase, too. Right, right. And you got to incorporate your family life and your time and everything else into them. Like, I can't be here all the time. But you got to understand, even if you see me doing something out of the norm, I'm never going to do that to you. I'm going to explain to you why I'm doing this. Yeah. Like this is imaginary. <laughs> that is really not pulling that blick out on people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So okay, um, I want to know, uh, and I know it works different to me as a battle rapper because that's mainly what my uh, my career is, is is battle rap, where you know no music's involved and uh, there's certain other things that's 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 different about it. So like, but for the most part. My motivation is I can't have someone being better than me. Mm. I can't be around someone who I feel like is better than me because then I feel like Why you come over here for I can't like I like I feel like I <laughs> I feel like I, I'm wasted wasted uh, uh opportunity, wasted space, wasted wasted material because one code that I had to live by myself that I gave to myself was despite my size, I'm gonna always be the biggest man in the room. Oh wow. And that's just always been something I live by. Like, I have to be the biggest man. So I'm not going to feel comfortable if I show up to a battle and this cat is just better than me. You know, and sometimes you can have an off night. Sometimes, you know, the crowd might not be on your side or whatever. That's cool. But I cannot leave that building feeling like somebody is better than me, you know. So that's like my motivation, you know, when I'm ready to dip into my craft. So what is your motivation when you guys are dipping into your craft? Well, for me, I waited. I waited way too long to believe in myself. Mm -hmm. I waited for people to, like, tag along and, like, be a team and believe in what I wanted to do with music. Mm -hmm. And I I waited. I thought I was going to have that team just, like, fall into my lap. Oh, man. I feel you with that. Yeah. I can definitely dig that. My motivation is, like, anybody that can relate to that is just, like, do that thing that you're afraid of. Like, do that shit. Whatever the fuck you... It's unknown. Yeah. Like, uh, you don't know if you're gonna fail. You don't know. Sometimes you gotta operate in that fear. Like you're saying, like, you don't... You never know how great you are till you put in a position where you have to be great. Oh, my gosh. That was a great point you made. Um, a lot of times people ask me, like, how are you willing to, like, go through with certain things or come up with certain things for that situation? And I'm like, to be honest, my first battle when I do all the rest of them like this, I don't think about whether I can win the battle or not. I don't think about who I'm going against whenever uh, I want to do a battle or something. I completely jump into it without thinking about everything else. And it's kind of a like like jumping in a pool. If I dip my toe in the water, there's, there's a chance I might not go in the pool. So I, you just got a cannonball in it right out the gate and... You know, a sink or swim kind of mentality. I always tell people, you never know what you're able to come up with until you put yourself in that position. Like, I always say this, you know, jokingly as like a metaphor or whatever, but I'm like, you ever been, 
you ever had to like take a shit and you <laughs> fucked around and there was no tissue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You'd be surprised. Bruh. You'd be surprised what you come up with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what you come up with. You know what I'm saying? To damn wipe your ass. So like, you like, yeah, damn. Uh, shit, these, you, shit these you these didn't know you could think of. You like, I got it. The fucking, I got I can't walk around here like, with a damn mud. But you, you know what I'm saying? You don't so want it's the like, So I'm like that. Swag. I like that with my battles. To where like I kind of just throw myself in there. To where I have to come up with it. Because once I'm locked in, I'm booked. You know, it's it. It's you, you're either going to go up there and get embarrassed and die, or you're going to step up to it and do it. And that works, you know, well for me as far as, you know, like preparation and stuff goes. Like, because if you give me a chance to really, like, find all the things that could go wrong, I could very well talk myself out of it. So you just got to just. But you'll never talk yourself out of taking that shit, no way. <laughs> you can't. You can't. When you're, when, when it's That's got to happen. When, it, when, it's, when it's time to go. Ain't no tissue. Like, that lady said, you start coming got, up with stuff. Well, you got the shit. You got the shit. <laughs> so I think I think like when my motivation is uh, man, it's, it's be honest, it's like all the problems in my life. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Like I used to use like all my problems that I had in my life and everything I still have in my life. But everything that I have going on like in my life and everything like that, I try to use it as a a positive. Okay. Situation, you know. Um, and then I, I recently I just started learning that you know, like. My problems isn't bigger than God, okay, right? Like God, God Amen is bigger than my that. like. He's bigger than my problems, much bigger. And for so long, like I'm wrestling with him, I'm trying to do things my way, and he just sitting back, just looking at me, just like he, he'll just watch yeah, it. He like, just let you. It's, it's like it's like a dog, like trying to. If you want to make God laugh, <laughs> make some plans for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the biggest fucking joke for him. Like, oh, really? <laughs> this is what you're doing, little. I had so many plans for myself, and I just knew by. 23 I was I was gonna have everything that I needed doing it that way and I, I'm telling you if I was to talk to myself at 19 right now he would have no idea he would be like are you serious this shit this is going on you're this you're doing that and, you're gonna and yourself reason, depressed at 19 <laughs> like nigga really like, Santa Claus ain't real nigga nigga <laughs> That's the same thing with me. Like, I had a lot of plans, but then he just, like, threw a curveball in there. It was like, nah, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what I need you to do. This is what you think you're going to do. This is what you think you're going to do. This is what I need <laughs> you to do. You know, so. Um, this is what I purposed you for. This is what I made you for. This is the drive behind. This is why you want to do this. Okay, so I love to ask people who. It's, it's, I'm glad I got two actual, like, rappers here. Because I love to ask rappers <laughs> this question. Do you remember the first rap you ever written? Mm. Cause mm-hmm. that one normally you can memorize like it's nothing. Yeah, y- y'all can remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, one of the, be honest, one of, one of the raps I actually first written. I don't remember it, but it was um, and I actually like copy something from Fifty Cent. Okay, I copy something, but the, the one that I actually finally did on my own. Yeah, I remember it. You remember it? I remember my very first one that really I felt like I became a rapper. Like verbatim. Yes, without question. And I mean, like, I was actually at my friend's house. Um, it was after school. I ended up staying the night over there, but it was to the song Annie Up. Because he told me, he said, man, sometimes I'll be writing raps. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at those too. And we both just decided, like, okay, hey, let's just, for fun, write a rap. And we wrote to the instrumental Annie Up. And what we wrote, and I remember my verse and his so if I put Andy like, up on right, I can write the whole thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> but we thought what we wrote was so fire 
compared to the stuff out right now, it is straight garbage. <laughs> but we thought it was the best thing in the world. And so we were convinced right then and there. We were like, we're about to be the next outcast. Like, we're about to be the next <laughs> rap we're duo. We're getting famous tomorrow. And that was it. We, so who was going to wear the damn furry pants in the, in the shoulder pants? I didn't give a damn. I didn't give a damn. <laughs> I, if I had to wear it, well, so be it. I was going to be furry pants, there. man. We got a show in five months. We... We wrote that And it, we both wrote Two eight bar raps It was two eight bars So I wrote an eight bar He wrote an eight bar And We put it together And I rapped first He rapped second And then the chorus came in And it was perfect We thought we really Just wrote the best shit ever We was like This is it And from then on I knew like Okay I'm a rapper I started calling myself <laughs> A rapper from then on And that's You know A story I, I, I love to tell You know my friends And stuff But I, I do want the listeners To know That was That was it for me y'all Annie up Shout outs to uh, Jay Fish Because that's who I wrote that with A.K.A. the Marine We used to call him the Marine Because he looked like one I don't know why He just looked like a Marine So we called him that uh, But that was Marine look like? I don't know. He had, well, he had a shaved head, shaved face. He was, <laughs> he was just he was yeah, built, that's a Marine He was built <laughs> yeah, I was saying, yeah, he was just It was just like that with him And so You know, it was cool Like It was cool That was a cool moment for me And I'll probably never forget that moment Ever For the rest of my life You know I, I went on to make music. I started a rap crew called uh, Forever Young, and uh, it was four of us in it. We, we we thought we was the hottest cats ever. You know, so we really thought we was about to take the world by storm. You know, and you know, life happened. But you did though. I, I mean, just I, not the world you thought. It would I did be. it by myself. Shout outs to them, but you know, things started happening when once I became my own my own act. You know, yeah. once I was like, okay, it's no longer forever young. It's no longer this. It's no longer that. It's just nasty. I got to focus on that. That's when things started happening. Had I known what I'd known, I would have just started by myself years ago, you know. But it is what it is. Okay, so uh, I do like to ask this question to every artist as well. Um, what's your writing process? Like, what do you write to? How do you write? Like, what do you? what's your traditions when you're writing or anything? How does that go? So, it just, with me, it just depends on, uh, like, how I'm feeling that day. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'll hear a beat, and as soon as I hear the beat or something, I'll search for, like, beats or whatever like that, and then as soon as I, like, find a beat or whatever like that, I just I go to town, that's it. That's it? Like, that's it, whatever. Like, I'm a storyteller, so I got, I got billions of stories mm-hmm. about everything. Okay. So, that, that's, that's pretty much it. What's up? What you love? Put the kids down for a nap. I'm just kidding. No, but, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, after that glass of wine, I absolutely rolling the blunt is always part of it because oh, I feel like that's my most relaxed space. I don't. It's not about just like getting high. It's just I feel at peace. Like some people pop medicine to like be normal. I feel like that's my most mm-hmm. zen moment. I can relax and yeah. be freely myself. Then. Um, kind of similar to what you said, but recently, ever since you told me about the, I've been putting on frequencies like mm-hmm. 470 Whatever. or like a 533 or something, put a frequency mm-hmm. and let it come. And I'm kind of like in shock, low key, you, you, because I'm, I don't think I'm going to listen. Well, I like listening to beats too, because yeah, you no. get in the mood. Like, yeah. I, I listen to the <laughs> instrumental. So say it works the same with me, you know, and I, I've said this before, but I write to like I said, sounds of the ocean or, or, or deep cello sound or something very tranquil. It has to be tranquil when my act, when I actually write. And to be honest, I say the word write, but I don't actually write. 
I just make them up in my head and then just keep them there. Because I feel like when you write, you take it out of your mind, putting it somewhere else. When I feel like if you just keep it there, you'll memorize it faster. Um, but uh, what I don't tell people is I actually walk around in a circle. Over and over and over again. <laughs> so people think, I, people, people think I'm crazy. He's like, really, I go to he'll pace. You'll see me pace or you'll see me walk. I mean, like, and I'll walk in a circle for hours. Just. Yeah, he'll pace. And I'll sit there and I'll listen to, like, sounds of the ocean or, or something. And I just walk around in a circle. And what I like to do is, this is what I try to explain to people. Um, not just artists, but uh, people in general. As far as, like, uh, the mind goes and intellects. People think that uh, the people with the highest IQ or what makes you smarter, you know, or more intelligent is information. And so they feel like knowledge makes you smarter. Actually, that's not the case. It's imagination. But the more, the bigger your imagination, the more powerful your mind are. And that's why, if you notice, most of the, the, the geeks, nerds, and the smart kids in school were always into science fiction and superheroes and things because they had the imagination to accept that. Early on. I literally just listened to a TED Talk where they're saying school is not even designed to teach you yeah, stuff. It's it to teach you how to learn. Yeah, I'm saying it don't make you, it doesn't like, you learn. get smart. So no, like, no, like learning. Like, that's stru- the school, artwork of it. School like, structures you. Yeah, so. It gives you a structure to go by to, yeah. to develop certain things. But so, as far as learning, no. That's it's why. Got, it's got some learning base in it. But see, that's why I, I listen. That's why I listen to the type of things I listen to when I write. Because if you just imagine, your, if you just start to imagine yourself rapping. Your imagination just goes so much further. And so you can find so many more things that you can come up with. You can find a little more about yourself mentally when you do that. And so once I started, I tried it one time. I forgot why I tried it. But like I was, I would always just write to the instrumental and just write to the instrumental. But once I tried it, I was so in shock. I was like, wow, this, I didn't know that I could, I was capable of this. And so... I never look back. Like, that's how I do it because I feel like imagination really can take you to, a, you know, a higher plateau. Like, that is just, the, the to me, the truest form of intellect is imagination. I feel like, you know, that's brain power. Knowledge, to me, is meant, if you, you know, you read the Bible. It's creation, it was, bro. If yeah. it, it, to me, I mean, if, if you in the Bible, it says they, they bit the fruit from the tree of knowledge. That's what damned humanity. So it's like, once you start getting information, it can harm you. It can teach you that you can't do certain things. Mm. And so yeah. knowledge can limit you. So I try to make sure that I'm not too limited when I write. So that, that you know, works but, for me. is something that's, even too, that's big on me. Even too, talking about the Bible, I mean, like, in the first chapters of Genesis, he spoke it into existence. So, mm-hmm. like, that's a, that's that was God's imagination. We're all God's imagination. Facts. You know what? You, yeah. know what, you don't even think about <laughs> that. And I didn't even think no, about God's imagination. That's like that show, that cartoon. Remember, he would like draw stuff, and it would like come to life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, it's but like that. But that's how it is, though. Welcome to that's the show. That's crazy. That, that's, that's what I did. That's what I did with this. Um, I think like the other day, I was I was looking for a beat or something like that, and then I heard this beat, and I hit I hit the my homie up Ballard mm-hmm. or whatever like that, and um, I was like, Yo, check this beat out, and then like I explained it to him, and I was like, Man, the way I visioned it, like me on stage with like thousands of people, because that's the type of beat it was. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take my time with this one. This one, this one, this one is gonna be. It's yeah, gonna to be, put that one in the crock. I think, I think that one's gonna make the album what it is. Facts. Okay, cool, cool. I'm excited to hear the album when it does come out. Definitely. Um, okay, so I do want to ask this question: um, Is there a rap that you guys are embarrassed about? 
like a rap that you never want anybody to hear. <laughs> like personal, like with, oh, with, oh, a rap you wrote or written, my bad, and if you just don't ever want anybody ever to hear that. <laughs> that's that's a fucked up ass question. Hey, 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 no, because it's funny. I don't get to talk to too many artists. Yeah, that's so, like so. most of all my rap. Yeah, because like me, I'm like my, I'm like I criticize myself a lot, and I just like yeah. I don't like the way like like I never like growing up. I didn't like the way I sound. You know, like you I sound like, little, I sound like a kid. Your album, bro. I'm like yeah. 32 years old, but I sound like a kid. I'm just like, man, like <laughs> man, with my deep voice, I like this is crazy, like. You know, and then um, <laughs> finally I started like actually like listening to myself yeah. or whatever like that, and I was like, "Dang, I actually sound dope." Yeah, like, dang, it's a, like, oh man, I remember my first time hearing myself. I went to the studio, recorded, and then I heard myself. I said, "Ooh, is that what yeah. I sound like?" Yeah, I was so disgusted. I was like, so "Who the disgusted. fuck is that? Who is that rapper?" That, right? that, that ain't what I hear when I talk. Like, yeah, you know. He's copying my verses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy thing. I do have a rap that. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily embarrassed about, but I won't lie. If people heard it, I probably just like look away from them and started covering my face. Like a bit. that ain't even me, cuz I don't know who this. Cause you know, understand? I was writing it like I was really writing, writing like that at 17. Every night I was writing stuff, but you know, I was still very immature. And so you know, I I said a lot of stuff that like, I just got dick here yesterday. <laughs> yes, it's today. <laughs> I, I said a lot of crazy stuff, you know. And so like, when I go back, like I, when people, you know, I tell people, oh, I've been rapping for over ten years. I, I've been starting since this, and they're like, oh, you know, you got any old stuff? I'm like, very, no, I'm no. very picky about the old stuff I show them. Like, okay, I'm gonna show you some old stuff, but you ain't better hear all of my all of my you know crazy stuff. So, um, I think that's Absolutely. a that's a pretty pretty funny topic that I usually like to tackle when I do talk about artists. But you know what? Like, mine's not with rapping. Mine's with the singing. But, like, there's a lot of songs that I'm like, I sound like a simp. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't you. But I actually did put those. I think I talked about this last time, but I was Mm -hmm. saying those are the ones that I hate. Mm -hmm. And I put them out there on (laughs) rap chat. Like, Uh about... And those are the ones that got featured. Those are the ones that people are like, I love this. I'm like, it's so cringe, but yeah. You gotta stop being hard on That yourself. cringe is terrible, man. Let me tell you, there's times in my rap battles where I, when I'm writing it back, you know, preparing, I think like, oh yeah, they gonna go crazy over this. is about to be crazy. And then I'll rap it at the battle and the crowd be like, you're waiting for the reaction. You're like, <laughs> and I, it, oh my god, that makes you just your mind just scrambles. You because you you freaking out because like I really thought oh, that shit, was, that was a ball. That I was really like, thought that was that was a punch that was going to hit, and it don't. But then they go crazy for the simple the, the, shit, the setups and stuff. They will go crazy for stuff, and I'm like, really, y'all going crazy? That nigga over come that? out there and says, <laughs> "I said yo, oh, this nigga said it, yo." It's crazy, it's crazy, <laughs> but that happens sometimes, and like it, it feels so embarrassing. It is one of the most like embarrassing Bro, feelings. The way you move through your material, nobody would ever know that unless you just said. That yeah, shit. no, I had to, I, I had to tell because I, I never tell people, and I gotta pretend like I'm not embarrassed. But like literally, I just be wanting to just hide my face and just like cut the battle off because that's a it's a pretty tough sport, you know. It's a pretty you know. It's got this. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I take my hat off to you for that one. Well, I, it helps get a lot of negative energy off. All the stuff that you deal with in life and stuff that builds up on your shoulders. I'm telling you, it's a spiritual thing. After my battles is over, like once it's done, and I got to say everything I wanted to say. Because what other time do you really get to go to a cat and say, "Man, 
Fuck you. Know, you. Fuck you. I went. To, I go to literally a cat in the crowd who I don't know, and I'll be like, I don't know this nigga name. Fuck him. Too. You know, how often do you really get to do that? You know, especially in your job, or, or people gonna pay you to do that. Only Not in the car when you're driving. Right. That's so it. like, you know, so like the fact that I get fuck to get it too. out. Once the battle is over, two things happen to me. I feel so much lighter, like physically. I feel like I could literally like float, like all the weight comes off my shoulder, and then I get extremely hungry. Like as soon as the battle's over, I have to eat. So like, you just happy you cussed the well, random the thing is this. stranger out <laughs> for no fucking reason. The nigga probably was ch- you've done that before too. Yeah, but it um, was rocking with you. I don't even know. I this hey, shout outs to my man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get you, bro. I, to this day, I need somebody to tag him and let him know I did not mean to get him, and I apologize because I was standing behind you like, no, not him. No. I didn't know, <laughs> and when I went back and watched the battle, he was rocking with me the whole battle. Yo, this nigga's cooking. He was, yeah, he was cheering me on and everything, and then I went right up to him and I was like, fuck, and I felt so bad. I was like, oh man, like I really been. I need somebody to tag my man and, and let him know, like I'm sorry, you weren't supposed to get that part. It was not supposed to be for you. I don't even know who homie was, but he. He got it, didn't Yeah, he got it. And I mean, I saw his, I saw his face afterward and everything. And he I'm was smiling like, either. <sighs> I felt so bad because I was the just betrayal. like. The betrayal. Yeah, like. like <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget about that. Because <laughs> that's, that's all, all we, we got. got. All right. So do we have, do we have Lux? Do we have a show coming up soon? Uh, I want to catch a show. I really want to go and support you, you know. So I really do want to catch a show. So you got to keep me updated with those things. I am going. It's not anything huge, but it's huge for me. It's big it'll be, for you. You know, it'll be like my first official time actually on stage. It's kind of a big deal oh, yeah? for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to fly to Detroit. One of my Ooh. friends that I actually met off Rap Chat, Smoker Face, we did mm-hmm. a song called Step It Together. He entered it into a contest. Oh. So that's in June. And I'm going to. That's what's up. So. I'm, okay, um, I can I, I don't know if I can fly out to Detroit, but I mean, it depends on what depends on the on the date and stuff. But you know. and low key, that might not even be my first show because June is like you know, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But I feel you, I feel you. As of right now, that's I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, I think it's cool to do stuff out of state. I really am so proud of that because then y'all don't understand when I first started battling, I was rapping at a bingo hall. Here in here in the city, the latest fucking bingo hall. It was bing, it was a bingo hall on Sundays. And you know you only get a hundred dollars if you win. Then if you lose, you don't get nothing. And I had, matter of fact, I had to pay them twenty five dollars just to get on the card. And so I was only making seventy five dollars in profit. But it was at a bingo hall, and I thought I was going to be there forever. I felt like it was never going to grow from there. And to have to fly to Phoenix, Arizona, or fly to San Antonio for my battles, I think. Is, is pretty cool. I think it's pretty dope to be able to dope. say that I can do that, you know? Yeah. Because that, that, it says a lot because I've been battling for years. Like, I didn't just start last year. And like, I've been battling for five years now, going on five years. So, uh, I do think that's pretty cool that you can, you know, fly out to do a show. I'm just, I want to work with anybody that will work with me right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling like, who the fuck am I? I, I want to be relatable and I know that I'm versatile. I know that aside from just rapping, Mm-hmm. I sing, so there's a lot of things that I could. I'm gonna need you guys to help me with that because I want to get back into music. I ain't recorded a song since I was 19. I let you, boy. which is literally 10 years ago. I let you, boy. <laughs> I got you. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about. No, I'm dead serious. I'm talking about like actually like writing music, like like creating hooks 
and things of that nature, choruses and stuff. That was I was never good at that. I was always just I was always so focused on being a better rapper than everybody. I could rap the hell out of a verse. But creating a song or creating music, that was always difficult for me. That's what's so weird about when you ask us about like the writing process and stuff. It's so different. Like singing. Mm-hmm. I can't. What he was saying, I relate to that so much about putting the beat on and just. I feel like my brain works faster than my mouth sometimes because I'll hum it. I don't know the words yet, but you know what I'm saying. Like I'll hum it, record mm-hmm. it. I literally, I have stuff on my phone right now, like just in the car for the beat, and then just on Snapchat. Give me that one minute to just whatever comes out, and then I'll go back and write that down, and then do it again. Like, okay. I have a rough time with it, and I and I respect everybody that does it. I didn't, see, the thing is, when I was younger, I didn't respect a lot of musicians who I felt like I could rap better than, because I'm like, you know, I can rap better than you. I don't, I don't need to listen to your music, or I don't need to do it. Until I started oh. trying to, until I started trying to make music myself, and then I realized how hard it was. I'm like, it's just difficult. Yeah, yeah. You you pretty much got to think outside the box. Yeah, like because like, it's e- like it's easy for me to, to rap a, a hot verse, spit punchlines, and all of that. That's cool, but is that going to be you know played on the radio over and over? You know what I'm saying? Is that going to be so- something that's played throughout history? You have songs that will probably never go out of style in history because it was good music, and that is that was something that was a challenge for me. Like it was a real challenge for me. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. My bad. No, no. Um, I wrote two songs that I'm very, very proud of. Three. One was called Here's My Number. One was called uh, Good Guy. And then one was called uh, Witch is Bigger. Uh, uh, what the fuck were you a Backstreet Boy, my nigga? You said what? What the fuck was you a Backstreet Boy, nigga? Not at all. So it, it those those shit was hard as hell. Those three. I would say those three songs really reflected like how I went about life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is bigger? Which is you know something a motto I kind of still live by was pretty much talking about. Um, what did I say? I think the course was like mirror, mirror. Tell me which is bigger: the features on my figure or the ego on this nigga? It's not a hard question. I think a lot bigger. Or something like that, you know, like, it was just pretty much saying, like, okay, I see that, you know, I'm not much to look at as far as, like, size or stature, but I want to be bigger, so I think bigger. So, like, when I imagine myself, I imagine myself as this big, giant man, and I'm not, but I've always thought that way. Like, my mind has just always been big. I remember as a kid at a summer camp, uh, we, uh, they had two different pools. One pool that got about six feet deep, and then one that got, like, 13 feet deep. And I'm a tiny little kid. And all the people who moved over to the deep end, they like, if you're swimming on the deep end, come over, you got to pass the swim test. And I went and walked with all the big guys walking over there, you know. And the lifeguard there stopped me. He was like, you know, you you sure you want to try this? And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, what's the issue? <laughs> and I went and, di- I went and did it. I swam and I did the, the swim test with everybody. I did it. And, you know, it was all good. But he was so proud of me afterwards. And I was one of his favorite people, but I never understood why. Because I was like, you proud of that? Like, I, he saw a little guy doing a big thing. In my mind, I was a big guy doing a little thing. And that's how, you know, I just, I go about things in life. And sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes when I see myself in the mirror, I get confused and shocked. Like, damn, I'm really a, I'm really a skinny ass dude. Like, I'm really a tight. <laughs> that nigga, I ain't seven foot. Like, I hate I'm telling you Sometimes I, I, so I have to remind myself sometimes I'm not what I think I am. Because I'm, in my mind, I'm so huge. 
That's actually a and that's I, dope though. I'm glad I'm able to actually admit that on the show. Like that's a real thing for me. Like I really Big feel like in a small I really feel like I'm a, a huge guy, and so it's so shocking sometimes. No, we'll slap the shit at you. No, yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, man, I'm a giant. <laughs> me too. Everybody a giant, to a giant come along. For I used real. to wear I used to wear big clothes, big old clothes. Something I ain't I knew I didn't need to be wearing, but I was wearing huge stuff like. I would buy extra large shirts and you know stuff oh, like you that. Oh, you was Jewel Santana. I had to. <laughs> I just felt like I was that big. That was like a real thing for me, and it. it I mean, it, it does great for me rapping. You know what I'm saying? It don't. It's not great for shopping for clothes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not my size. <laughs> Where the fuck are my pants? You're like, I'll just throw it in the dryer. <laughs> All right, boss. Do you got any shows lined up? Yeah, I don't um, got none. No, no shows Man, yet. Military be taking my whole life away. Okay, he be taking everything away. So. I, I mean, I, I wanted I wanted to do some, but then like I got to go do some training down in Louisiana mm-hmm. at the end of the month. So I'm be gone a whole month. So while I'm down there, I'll be writing to you know get songs ready, and then when I come back, hopefully. But I don't I don't think I got any shows lined up for for um, before the album though. Okay, all right. Well, that's pretty cool. I think I think the album should drop first because you want people to really know your stuff. Yeah. Because one, I I can only imagine how it is with songwriters. When you're on stage and people know the words to to what you're rapping, I think that's probably the craziest thing because that it only happens um, uh, whenever I do like my slogan when I battle. Yeah. And the crowd will say it with me. I think that's one of the dopest things ever, you know. And so I can only imagine like songwriters for you to rap and the crowd can rap your whole song before you can even get the words. I think is a you know a pretty dope thing to experience. So. I do think the album should come out first, and I'm looking forward to it on Father's Day. I will be bumping it. <laughs> I can promise you that I'm gonna be bumping it. Definitely, we'll play some. Matter of fact, on the show when I got other episodes, All definitely. Right. Well, one first and foremost, I'm dropping my mixtape. Never mm-hmm. wear the not team for 2000 and no. It's gonna be called Cocaine and Pitbulls. <laughs> it's a gospel album. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> what would you? Okay, so okay. How did you come up with the name of your album? So <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you ask because uh, my homie Balor, like we was we was sitting in the uh, we work at, we was in this building. And I was like, man, I gotta come up with I gotta come up with a name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let me let me think. I was like, okay, so this whole album is gonna be about my life. And I was like, okay, so visions, visions of my life. Okay. And I was like, then I was like, okay, visions of my past. I was like, oh yeah, that'll work. And then uh, he blessed off when he gave me the okay. He was like, yeah, that's dope. Okay. He was like, that's dope. That's fire. So I was what, like, all right. What um, what convinced you that you were actually like really good? Like, uh, what really convinced me is uh, I don't even know. I would probably say like once people started hearing it, they were just like, oh man, you you the truth. You know, because I, I doubted myself for a very long time. And then as a matter of fact, like last night, mm-hmm. a friend of mine hit me up at probably, I think, like 2 in the morning, somewhere around there. Whatever, my homie Jimmy hit me up. He was like, man, he was like, I heard this dream song that you dropped or whatever like that, that you did. He was like, he was like man, like I could feel that. He was like, I'm in tears. He was like, because I can feel everything you're saying. Because that, that dream song I went in on, I talked about my mom passing away. I talked about a lot of stuff. Homies locked up. Yeah. People I lost. I really went in. That's probably the hardest song I have, like the hardest song. 
But um, yeah, that's how that, that's how that came about. Okay, what what convinced you you were good? Well, this is a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, no, honestly, like the first real solid friend that I've had in a long time mm-hmm. was Iron Lungs, mm-hmm. and I was I was you know. I do rap chat for fun. Like yeah. that's always been just like fun. And I played her something. And just I was a fan. Like I'm a fan. I am a fan of her music. Yeah, yeah. Still. Um but having someone I know I know it may seem weird, but it was like having a celebrity tell me like Got you. fuck with this. Like what? That's crazy. Like this is really you. That was cool because mm-hmm. I was like but you're talented as shit. Yeah. So you're telling me this, like, and I don't know. The more we wrote together, just like I realized, this is easy. Like it's not mm-hmm. easy. No, nah, I feel you. The way shit comes out and like how quickly I can build a song and how quickly like I can get my thoughts out onto a piece of paper. Like yeah. that's what made me feel like, yeah, I'm chasing this. You got, this. You got it. Like, yeah. Well, okay. So I already told y'all the story about you know me and my friend when we wrote to Annie up. However. What made me really get like my ego huge when I really felt like okay I'm the best best cat ever. Um, my baby sister, my youngest sister is Cynthia. Shout outs to Cynthia. Um, she's was cold. You know what I'm saying? Like she she ain't gonna spare your feelings for anything. And so when I first started rapping, she was one of the first ones to tell me I can't rap. Like, you know she's like Nate, you can't rap. You know like. She was a young girl. She didn't care whose feelings she hurt or whatever. She didn't know how important it was to me, but she definitely let me know, like, oh, Nick, you can't rap, you know. And, you know, I, of course I kept rapping. But over time, <laughs> she started to say, Nate can rap. And she started telling her friends and other people, and she would argue with them saying, oh, no, Nate can rap better. Once I Cynthia was on board, I knew, like, oh, I can convince anybody I'm the greatest. As soon as she said it, I was like, can't nobody beat me. Like, can nobody, there's nobody that can just sit here and outright me because Cynthia, Cynthia gave me the green light. And that was it. So, shout out to Cynthia. You know, I don't know if she ever knows, knows that. Uh, or that's what, she's the reason why I have such a huge ego when it comes to writing because once I got the green light from her, I felt like I, I could get the green light from anybody. So, that one definitely, um, that's definitely what, what put me on as far as that goes um, um, Who are your biggest inspirations As far as artists goes Oh Lecrae no doubt Okay Lecrae because um, He's my biggest inspiration Probably because the way he He changed the industry a lot Because mm-hmm. believe it or not mm-hmm. He doesn't like being labeled as a Christian rapper He's a rapper but he's yeah. a Christian also Uh huh. You know so for For a very long time I was like, man, how can I even get this music out? You know, because I still drink. I still party. I still, you know, I don't want the world judging me. Yeah. You know, but when I saw him do it, it's like, you know, Christians still fall short. Facts. And that's the the thing. Like, the world don't understand that. People don't understand that. Like, you know, like, Jesus walked with some of the most ruthless people on the planet. Ruthless. Prostitutes, murderers, all types of, you know, like, robbers, everything, you Mm -hmm. know? So... Yeah, he, he's the biggest. He's my biggest inspiration. Okay, all right. What about you? That's hard. That's a really hard question. Because yeah, even I, I think last time when you asked me, I, I get stuck. Yeah, I save the tough one for the end. 
my biggest inspiration are actually not even rappers. Um, I'm glad you said that. We're going to talk about that. We'll go ahead. But, well, first, JoJo, the female artist. Uh huh. Um, I don't think a lot of people like actually listened to her. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. They heard like the one song, you know. But she has this song called Note to God. And I used to listen to that song on repeat. I love that song. She's powerful. <laughs> it was like, keep your head up like Tupac. Like, that was like that vibe. I really mm-hmm. love that song to this day. But, um, I don't know, like, artists, like Banks, like Banks. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like art. Okay. Like, not to be funny, so like, Picasso. Like, 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 like the Basquiat. And- like, you know, things that make you, they challenge your thoughts. Like, what makes you comfortable step out. Like he said, step outside the box. Like, things that, like, people looked at that shit at the time and was like, that shit's fucking weird. Okay. But people love that, and that's the things that influence me. Okay, all right, definitely. That's 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 pretty dope hearing that, and I'm glad you kind of made that point. I have three, four actually artists that really constructed how I go about things. Right, two of them were rappers. Uh, one, of course, being Jay Z. Uh, just the way the man was able to express. Like, what I my favorite thing about Jay is the stuff he raps about today is not the same thing he rapped about when he first started. Like as he grew. You know his mu- his music group. So he yeah. started off, you know, with no kids, no wife, and so he's rapping like a guy like that. And then as he gets older, and as he starts to experience different things, he's rapping about those experiences. It's not the same thing you heard, you know, ten years ago when he started. You know, twenty years ago when he started. Um, so I always wanted to make sure, whatever point I was in in life, that's what my art reflect. I didn't want to just be the same thing, you know, over and over and over again. Um, I do prayers in my battles and I get judged for it a lot because, you know, I can rap the hardcore stuff that I do in my raps, but then, you know, I'll, I'll you know, come out and pray. And sometimes I used to question if I should do it because I got judged a lot for it. But uh, DMX was another one because he always had a gospel song in every album. Oh, yeah. And if you heard all the other songs, you know, like, you know, that was that was different but he was brave enough to face everything so I felt like okay he was brave enough to face it so I need to be brave enough to face it um as far as my competitive nature I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan and it was because of how competitive he was he just just all he wanted to do was be better than everybody and so I loved that because I kind of feel the same way but as I explained before um about uh reaching an audience you know having an audience gravitate I mean uh, um uh, gravitate towards you um, I actually was a huge fan of The Rock It was never like his wrestling moves Or anything but it was When he got on the mic and the way he could Just bring the entire Building into every word he said And I just loved that I tried to like every time I talk I tried to like do that Like ha- try to learn like how did he do it How did he get the people to just Gravitate to everything He said you know because he just was so Comfortable in front of a crowd so I try to make sure I'm comfortable in front of a crowd. So those definitely are my probably my biggest inspirations, you know, without question. But I thank you guys for coming out on the show. Um, what I want you guys to do now, if y'all can do me a favor, is give the people where they can follow you on, where they can find you, listen to your music, and things like that. Can you drop that for me? Yeah, they can. Uh, everybody that can follow me on uh, Instagram underscore underscore Drew Anthony. Mm-hmm. Also. Uh, my homie uh, Ballard back here, Young Tweety, and then my other homie Sean over here, K underscore 
D A N E L. Okay. Right now, Rap Chat is the only place mm-hmm. that you're gonna find my music. Well, I got one thing on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Rap Chat, The Real Lux Lux. Instagram, The Real Lux Lux. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, you already know mine to say mine every episode. You go on YouTube, you type in nasty na dollar sign ty versus my battles will pop up there. You can follow me on Instagram at NATO underscore suave, you know, because they say I'm the Rico Suave of the group, but my name's Nate, so NATO Suave. That's where it came from. Uh it was a funny, funny story. Um I don't need to give y'all anything else. Y'all just follow me on that and we'll be cool. We'll be all peachy on that one. Um, I appreciate you guys coming out on the show. Let me let you guys know. Um, at the end of all my shows, I love to give the flowers to the people that deserve it. Um, you guys are artists. You walk a path that I know very well. And I know everything that comes with it. I know everything that you have to face in it. So anybody that's still brave enough to walk that path, I definitely you know commend you on everything that you do. I am fans of both of you guys. Uh, everything that you've showed me so far, I'm proud of you, and I you know looking forward to everything you got coming. And I wish you good luck on all your endeavors. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this show up. Anything? Any last words you got, Uncle Boss? These n- nah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my name on PS5. Oh man. shit! <laughs> For real. No, no lie. No lie. Getting banned every game. I'm just gonna laugh out loud. Uh, everybody about to follow these. Follow these nuts in your mouth. Up uh, nah. <laughs> Underscore <laughs> your chin. Um, nah, nothing really. I mean, man, like, like I say, man, we out here working, man. We we got this platform we got going here. Throw some salt on it. Um, Gentleman's Thirty is also still a thing. It's up and running. Hey, it is. He's not lying, y'all. Gentleman's 30 is also still a thing. I know, like, we have a lot of fans from that. Also, I have created another platform. Um, Let them know. First and foremost, it's not even my platform. This is y'all's platform. Okay. This is where y'all come to. It's called Uncle Boss Presents Sucker Free 26. Sucker free. Sucker free. So no suckers can come. No suckers. I ain't getting no suckers (laughs) up there, man. I'm a sucker ducker. Motherfucker. (laughs) But other than that, man, and then I'm I'm also uh, collaborating with a lot of different entities. So you're gonna you're gonna see me outside. Also, too, um, March the fifth, this Saturday, I'm hosting an event at the Big Apple uh, Maserati Santana's album release party. The first quarter album is, is, is dropped, All right. and he's got me hosting it. And it's also Slasher Artist Showcase. So if you're not doing anything from the hours of 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Come out to the Big Apple on March the 5th. And we got you. There it is. All right, y'all. I appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, I will definitely have another episode for you all next week. Uh, Good night. Good morning. Farewell. uh, Adios. uh, Peace out. All of those good stuff. You know what I'm saying? One love to you all. We out.